0: Unofficial, unsanctioned women's UCI cycling show. My name is Dan, and with me as a very special treat for everyone on International Women's Day is my good friend Sarah. How are you, Sarah?
1: I am so, 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 so good. Is
0: that because... because you're an international woman?
1: <laughs> it's because we have the International Women's Strade okay <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's it's true that uh, the very first ever uh, running of the women's edition of Stradbroke Yankee happened last night my time. Which when was that? Like your yesterday morning.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yesterday morning. Time zone's were, but... so complicated. I was up at 8 o'clock, well, half past 7 on a Saturday so I could start. Oh, my God.
0: I know. I didn't even I, know they had a half past 7 in the morning on Saturdays.
1: <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, sometimes you see it from the other side, like Friday night. <laughs> no, that's
0: still, you know called, the one that's that's Friday still called Friday. It's, it's
1: Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. But you know like, like half past 7 in the morning on a Friday
0: night? Yeah, yeah. It's I, like that. I've, oh, okay. <laughs> right. Oh, weird. So, like, if you, if you go to bed at, say, 6.30 on a Friday night in the morning – um and then wake up um an hour later that would be that would be seven thirty on a Saturday morning, yeah, wow, that's um, amazing. No.
1: Time zones are so strange. Anyway, it's been a really we're in Classics Week. God, can you? I find it really weird that we're only in the first week of Classics season because obviously this time last week we were talking about loop Het um which you know kicks off the Classics season with a bang. Then we had Le Samin de on the on Wednesday, and now we had Strali Bianchi. Today they're in the Omloop van Hageland, and then this week we go to Drenta. Do you know there are wolves in Drenta?
0: Yeah, but they're not actually allowed in the race, so I have mixed feelings about that.
1: Oh, really? Um, well, you know I've always said that this would be a good thing. This is always something I've wanted to see in... Um, introduced in cyclocross races you know fire pits, snakes, wolves because yeah. I love cyclocross and I always want to make it better but there's a wolf in the Netherlands and it's in Drenthe. <gasps> <Dun, dun, laughs>
0: there's a wolf <laughs> it's like the Netherlands is locked in like a perennial struggle with the UK for least dangerous country in the world <laughs> <laughs> like, like the UK where you can get polited to death Oh no! I couldn't possibly. You first, please. <laughs> oh, so yes, yeah,
1: so um, yes, yeah, so so much racing, um, and also other fun things. Oh, can I start with mountain biking? Actually, before we talk about the racing.
0: Okay, well, actually, yeah, sure. I mean, that means you're going to have to tell me all about it because I honestly, literally, as you said, there's been so much racing on. I literally didn't know there was mountain biking on. So
1: no, no, they're not mountain biking on. Okay, right. Like Rachel Atherton. Rachel Atherton is like the a goddess of mountain biking. Uh, in 2013, I think she won all but one of the rounds of the World Cup and the World Cup Series, of course, and World Championships. Um, last year, Australia actually did take out her season because it wasn't the trees on the spiders or the pythons on the course that everyone else had to put up with in that place that's really far to the north Um Cairns. Yes, that's
0: it And, and it was... also pythons are like our least dangerous snake, they're actually the one that we keep as a pet <laughs> we, know, we, we literally do, we use them to keep the, the rodents of unusual <laughs> size down
1: so... <laughs> Oh my god, do you have rodents of unusual size in Australia? Well no, because we've got
0: pythons but we used Oh my
1: to. god Oh. Anyway, so she was ill on the plane. Um, the, the 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 flight to Cairns knocked her out with the virus. Anyway, she's wonderful. She's like this really. Everyone cites her as like a massive. She's always pushing boundaries. She's really good, and she's decided that she wants more young girls mountain biking. Right. So in so what she's going to do is she's going to not only sponsor youth and junior rounds for girls at the uh at the British Downhill Series, thus kind of really. Push, pushing more and more races, but she also says that the reason she was so lucky was because her two older brothers who are also mountain bike superstars, Dan Atherton and G Atherton um, they gave her so much help and advice and support so what she wants to do is provide that to young girls to rock up at the races, give them advice on setting up their bikes, help them out, give them a bit of mentoring she just wants more girls riding bikes and she's putting her money where her mouth is and her time, isn't that marvellous?
0: Well you know, you know how opposed we are to that so wow <sighs> That's yeah, really
1: cool. it's it is so cool, isn't it? And and I just I know we always bang on about Caroline Buchanan and her um her junior girls BMX squad that she runs and yep, and the yep. support that she gives them to, and Leah and um, Leah and Sabra Davison and their little Bella's mountain bike program yep, and yep. Mar- Mariana Voss going to do workshops with kids in schools and you know there's so many things like that that it just yeah you know, International Women's Day it's just one of those things that you think, yeah, this is why I love the sport. Whenever I'm feeling a little bit blue, something like this happens and I just think, I really love the sport. I love the people who are in it. I love their passion and commitment to it. And I love that they're putting, you know, they're putting themselves in there.
0: Yeah, exactly. Made- uh, I, it's one of the things I really love about women's cycling too is that, you know, <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's hardly surprising when you think about it that you'd have a whole bunch of high achieving go-getters um, in, in, in the 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 peak echelons of the sport. But... Um. You, you know that they see a gap or something and they do something about it and I think yeah. it's fantastic you know um, in other ways like our friend Amber Pierce with Network for Advancing Athletes um, yeah, you know yeah. designed to, to help mentor and grow you know um, cyclists wanting to, to well the triathlete sports, um, you know, athletes wanting to progress and potentially go pro, um, you know, the various charities and, and groups that, that other cyclists are involved with. It's, yeah, it's awesome.
1: Yeah, and the UCI, you know, sitting on the someone like Emma, Emma Pooley campaigning, you know, using her platform to progress the sport in different ways. It's like, because you don't have to do it just one way, do you? That's the other thing is is there's all sorts of, you know, even if it's like, you know, Velocio Stram working with that charity in New York to get more bikes to girls. Yeah, or what, yeah. Amber, Amber Neben's charity um, that she has that, that that provides bikes for homeless kids. Yeah. It is, it is just like, well, what, 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 you know, and, there, and there's so many people who do it. 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 It's just, it just makes me happy, Dan. God damn it.
0: And oh, well, look, um, for the, for the sake of everybody, can, can everyone just, you know, dear women cyclists of the world, can you please just tone it down and stop making Sarah happy? I mean, <laughs> she's so, she's so much more fun when she's miserable. So,
1: <laughs> well, I can't be miserable because the racing this week was awesome.
0: It really was pretty excellent. Um, yeah I, I mean, honestly, I just I feel like we're entering like a new golden age of, of women's cycling because we're getting more coverage, better coverage, and we're getting to see more video and more of the racing, and like I'm starting to feel a little bit spoiled, which you know is, is exactly what I believe I should feel most of the time.
1: So, yeah, Well, yeah. yes, that's true. You should be spoiled. Dear women of the world, Dan should be spoiled. Um, <laughs> if you'd like to spoil Dan, submit your CV to me and I'll... And I'll uh, Good God, I'll, don't. I'll, I'll... It's
0: a trap. It's a trap.
1: Don't do it. <laughs> so should we start talking about listening?
0: Yeah, we should. We should definitely talk about everything else. <laughs> All right, so... <laughs>
1: I've broken him I I always I'm so proud because when we first started we used to do podcasting we used to do this to each other all the time we used to we used to actually try and um, make each other speechless with shock and as we've got to know each other more over the oh I guess coming up to three years we've been doing this um it's become harder and harder but I like to feel quite happy that we can still do it to each other every now and again that sounds so filthy I should just stop that sounds terrible oh my god I've still not met him (laughs) <laughs>
0: and if you keep talking like that, I, <laughs> I may I may need to be escorted for my own. I need to be chaperoned for my own safety. Oh my goodness! Wow.
1: Well, isn't that what your sober coach is for?
0: What? What? <laughs> a what? A sober coach. No, you're making things up. That's not a thing.
1: Okay, we'll talk about this after. Tell me about Le Samin, Le Samin, da Um it's, it's a women's race at the same time as the men's race, and it's the first race of the Lotto Cycling Cup, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and um, it's which is a series of, of seven races in Belgium. Um, this one's held close to the French border, um, and basically it is, um, well, they do a big 60K loop around... Um, the town where they finish of, is it pronounced Dua or Dower? I, I don't, I, I'm terrible on my my pronunciation. I
1: hope it's pronounced so. Dower in a really northern accent.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, um, so there's one big lap of 60K and then two um, shorter laps of 25K is, is the basic setup of the race. Um, now, as perhaps you might expect on, on that sort of a, a race, um, not a great deal was happening in terms of, um, you know, well, let me put it this way. It wasn't a men's race. So no one established like a break with a 12 minute lead and then everyone just broke the town, like, for like an hour and a half or, or it was, it was a little more animated than that. So there was a fair bit of attacking and stuff, but nothing really stuck. Um, until they came into the final lap So they went through a cobble section Just before um, the line Which signals the start of the last lap And then Anna van attacked And a group of six got away and, um, and so that was sort of The serious break of the race And um, so we had um, Anna um, Ashley Moorman-Pasio um, uh, Megan Guarnier uh, Emily Hansen, uh, Amy Peters, and Chloe Hosking. Um, in the, and, and they were out there for most of that last lap and then actually got caught just before the finish. So we wound up with a small bunch sprint. They weren't caught by the full peloton, but they were caught by a chase group. Um, and so we wound up with a, a sprint for the finish. And um, it was quite close. It was just over half a K to go that they were caught. Mm,
1: mm, mm, mm.
0: And um, and so sprints being fun, um, there was some some nice sprinting, and then uh, the the world-famous Chantal Black managed to come through for the win.
1: She did a really, really long sprint. She said afterwards that she um, it was all down to Ellen Van Dyke's lead-out, and Ellen, oh, Ellen's lead-outs. I always remember, I think one of the first long races, like significant pieces of racing I saw was, first of all, the Ronda Van Drenka, then trofeo Binder, then the giro rossa and there's this moment when i think about ellen i think about ellen and judith aunts judith aunt was um was was you know a major contender for the giro that year and but judith does that thing where she's in the she she does she does she always used to do for HTC the long you know the kind of long lead out when she yeah. wasn't racing yeah. for her own for her in her own stages and there's ellen grinning looking incredibly strong killing it coming into the first set you know she she does this very specific lead out which is so hard and murderous and yeah, yeah, yeah. and just well gorgeous and,
0: and the interesting thing is i mean as as you know that um Chantal and Ellen were not in that lead group of six, so they were part of yeah. the chase group. And, so and sh- Ellen actually drove across. When they got sort of within distance, Ellen drove across towing Chantal back to the group, and um, and and she was saying that basically she had to start the sprint pretty much straight away because it was a case of, you know, get there, keep going. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not like there's time to pause at 600 metres and set up for a, a dedicated yeah. sprint, so... Yeah.
1: Yeah, but it was it was such it's so good, and and they've got it on SportsO, so, which is great. You know, you were saying that we're seeing more of the racing. Yeah. This isn't a race that I'd expect to see on sports, but there's no. like a video clip of of Chantal's final. I, it's it's almost not even a sprint because yeah. they're almost like it's just beautiful to watch, and I recommend you it watch is. it. And, and Anna Van der actually... Breggen
0: came over for second. Um, mm-hmm. Emilie Hansen for Orica in third. Um, I'm going to mention Chloe Hosking. Go Aussie! We um, all <laughs> in fourth, uh, yeah. But it was it was a good good group. There was uh, a lot going on, and um, that's that's quite the finish. One yeah. other, one other thing I love. Sorry, um, before we get into anything else, but I was just going to lead in a little bit um, is how you get varying accounts of what happened in the race.
1: I was just going to say the same thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, because there's some there's some crackers every now and then. Emmy um, Johansson gives you a, um, a bit of a race recap and sometimes she she um, gives you some great quotes I, I honestly I don't know I don't know how much of that is just like translation sort of thing like you know she's, or
1: Scandinavian or yeah just exactly no, just a very it...
0: matter-of-fact kind of thing or whatever but for me the money quote from her, her report was I don't think Garnier knew what to do in that break if she should write or not which I would love to contrast with um, the, the the quote from um, Chantel, which is that Megan controlled the lead group for us, but didn't cooperate with the others because she didn't want to sprint with riders like Emma and Amy <laughs> Peters. So it's it's just one of those classic um, the agenda of the person who wants you to tow them to the line for a sprint versus. the teammate who's actually playing team tactics it's I yeah I know which one I'm going to believe about motivation at least
1: (laughs) I love I love Emma's I really love Emma's race reports and her comments in in in, on Orica and one of the things I love them is I love you know we've talked about this before polemica is delicious and tasty and you know it's While I am oh happy happy love love everyone loves each other in this sport I really love it when they don't I love it when they get and 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 it's it's I love Emma for her she's just so Scandinavian she just says it like it's like she sees it you know this is how it was and and I love that and and
0: well and absolutely I mean nor nor should she be obliged to do it any differently I mean that's that's the great thing exactly as you say is just that you want to see people giving you their account of the race
1: yeah, 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 I liked I liked her bit in that report, that race report about Chloe Hosking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was another good line. <laughs>
1: I can't remember what she said because because so it because she, it could she, in she it.
0: said when um so she was um on Chloe's wheel coming into the sprint, and her quote was, "When the sprint started, Chloe just didn't get anywhere. I picked the wrong wheel today. Who would have thought? She's usually a great wheel in the sprint." <laughs> <laughs> <But> I guess. <laughs> I guess it's the best possible backhanded compliment, but like <laughs> ouch I
1: love her so much. She's so good. Yeah, so um nice I'm really happy for Chantal that she won. Um last year she won the the first in the Drenta races. Uh whose name I've completely. Oh Mollokat and act Um Drenta Acht, I think am I yep. right? Possibly not. Anyway, she won the first of the Drenta the Drenta races, um, which was a really big win for her since she was under twenty three. She's one of the. She and Lucinda Brand both had this amazing. They both were very very strong under twenty threes. I think they were both. One of them was European under twenty three champion, and then they've had a couple of years. I, I don't know, they didn't. I guess they didn't develop on this, and we've talked about this before. You know, you kind of expect them to go on a steep trajectory. Do you know what I mean? Like a, you know, bang, 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 climbing stairs. You know what I mean? <laughs> but they, but it's, but that's not how it works. And right. last year, both. Chantal and in the final part of the season and Lucinda both won their first world cups in quite, they were on different teams. Brand was on Rabobank and Blark was on uh specialised Lululemon and they both won with tons and tons of attacking. Um, Blark won uh, the, the open to the Sweden for Gorda, which I love and Brand won the super hard GP de Plouet, which I love too. And yep. so it's nice. It, it's interesting because, I well, I'll talk about it a little bit after we talk about who won Bianca, but it's like this year—it's all about riders who. We've seen develop just taking a step up, you know. Anna van der Breggen, she's such a star, but she doesn't have that many big wins. And part of that's racing for Rabobank, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. But um, because there's so many stars in that team, but so for her to win Normalep Noisblad was wonderful, mm, and mm. then for Blark to win uh, Le Samin was fantastic too. Yeah,
0: yeah. And and yeah. van der Breggen to come second on that as well, you know, it's a yeah. it's a classic. I mean, heck, there's a bunch of uh, strong riders and and um, you know, like, it, it just seems, you know, what, only two, three weeks ago that we were talking about, oh my God, how are some of these teams going to handle these rosters? They've got so many riders and options and
1: oh my crazy goodness. things. And, and I think I need to talk about that after Strade Bianchi because, mm. yeah, it's, yeah, should we just talk about that race? Because, yeah, oh my God, sure. Let's, oh my let's God. get into that. Yeah. Um, so Strade, before it started, and um, we put, I put this up on our blog, um, there were a couple of videos, pro-preview videos. One was from Gracie Elvin, who did a bit of a preview and showed us around her hotel. I love it when she does that. And one was from Valentina Scandalara, who has... Her videos are... So, we, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you're going to get so bored of me saying this. You may as well make this a drinking game, Valley Scandalara's videos. Dutch doll racing. Um, but it, she's so... Um, it's almost like... I was trying to describe... It's almost like a, a, a cool 2015 version of The monkeys. But with cycling?
0: Yeah. (laughs) I I still maintain that that is, is, I I just don't, that's not a good comparison for me. I just, like, I mean, the world's first boy band with a TV show made about them that, like,
1: I just... uh, Okay, okay, not the monkeys. It's just, it's a really interesting thing. It's almost like a good reality TV show. She just shows a little slice of her life and her team's life, and so they went recon. They did a course recon, which was great to see. Now, here's what's interesting, is not all the teams did a course recon. So, uh, and and so basically, for example, Lizzie Armitstead flew in the night before the race and did all her course recon from watching the men's race on YouTube. And I mean, I guess that's an interesting thing when, because it was, and there's something you know, I want to talk about, about it being the first time this race has run and what that means, because the women's teams don't really have the money to do course recons, you know, so when a new race happens, like the um, the, the Friends Life Women's Tour or or Strider Bianchi, they're kind of going in a little bit with, you know, they don't really have the, the, they don't really have as much you know, it's not like they've had someone going out and recon it and some teammates doing it and bringing back videos and stuff, so yeah, yeah. yeah it's interesting It's and it must be quite fascinating we've talked before about Strade Bianchi it isn't actually that old but it feels like it's been there for a hundred years, first time a women's race has been run on it and the, the things that people were saying beforehand was there's A, there's not a flat um, not a flat kilometre in it, B, the wind Oh my goodness! Is like this huge factor that you know all these there are kind of people t- tweeting pictures of trees being bent over by the wind because you know you, you you can't tell how it how windy it is, and obviously there's the gravel roads yeah and lots of climbing, so it's not a race like anything else we've really got on the calendar and
0: no and, and and I think it's also one of those things like when you talk classics you know like we we're saying the other week you 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 think of those super. Um, distinctive characteristics so you know sometimes that's the weather sometimes you know obviously cobbles um and things like that and i think part of the reason that this race is just so captivating and sticks in the mind of people is because it combines you know this beautiful part of the world i mean tuscany just so
1: stunning Yeah.
0: yeah honestly um and and then you've got iconic white dusty dirty roads that you know Make also the racing very different so you've got the powerful visual of a different kind of road but then the type of rider that you need to be it changes what you, you know your expectations are from normal um
1: yeah yeah so i yeah. I, I
0: think that's part of why it is just such a, a sort of instant classic as it were
1: yeah and it's i mean the thing about i mean i've been in a team car at Flesh on where they went through some dusty roads and the dust that kind of is, is is shaken up by the peloton and then cars is enormous and it's like it's not just that you are it's not just that it's hard to ride on that it's a difficult surface to ride on. it's also that you're breathing in this yeah. stuff you know and that mate, mate, it very i would hard.
0: i would love to add to the calendar a race around like burke in new south wales with like red clay australian dusty dirt that just fucking coats it would be so epic it would just oh, oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's win the lottery and then we can do it Daniel. it would
0: honestly it'd be such a cool fucking yeah. race but i think nuts
1: but i think the weird thing is is we're also used to for example difficult sur- difficult um uh surfaces but mm. when you think about Rubai, for example and, and but this is like difficult surfaces on the climb you know like like so you're climbing and it's really steep and those i had so much love for the people who were tweeting from team Cars. so we had journalist alberto solani who was who did lots and lots of photos, and I loved yeah. We had SRAM Racing, who were there in, in, in one of the cars, doing some really good photos. Our friend, Corinne Mazzocchi, who was just lovely. She um she was, she was in one of the cars, and she was just, it's like getting a fan's eye perspective of it. Yeah. Um, who else was there? Vox Women. The race itself, Strade Bianchi account. Um, But best of all were Cycling Tips, Cycling Tips Live. Yeah, um, Cycling Jesse Tips Roseland. Live. Yeah, yeah. I really, really love Jesse's use of language in 140 characters.
0: It's a real skill, isn't it? Like, It's one of those ones that like, it, we've talked before how difficult it is to get you know, some garbled information over race radio, try and turn that into something that you can, can tweet and keep it under the character limit all before the race has changed so much that whatever you've sent out doesn't have any meaning anymore.
1: Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because I mean, and I I'm never going to diss the people like Richie Steeg and Steeg who are you know they are basically mechanics for the for for their teams Bowles and Rabo, um, respectively and they're doing it in they're tweeting in a second language they're listening mm. to the race radio it might be not even in their first language that they're hearing it in yeah. then they're tweeting it in a second language and they basically just do your basic updates yeah yep. and anyone can do a race radio update i mean i've done it everyone's done it it's it's not you know it's i i, I my hats off to them because they're doing it as we've said before on top of their day job you know behind their day job but what i like personally are the kind of tweets that give you some you know that, that add to it you know what's it like um so you could have a couple of tweets come out um, from 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 people in Team Cars, and they all kind of sound the same. Do you know what I mean? And then Jesse, yeah. but Jesse's got a way of of just tweaking the language and being a bit more evocative about it, and and kind of making it sound more dramatic that I'm so impressed by and, you know, giving us a little bit of a flavour of what it's like and and that's why I love Corinne's tweets too because they were just, you know, they're all about this is what it's like to be there, you know, Mm -hmm. this is what it's like to be there and Alberto Solani's, you know, oh my God, this is so steep you wouldn't believe it. You know, it's really... And they did have difficulty. It was a hard race to follow because, as is always the case, the exciting stuff happens in places that there's no mobile phone signal. And, you know, these kind of dusty roads that no one in their right mind is going to drive down if they, have, if they want to are mm. not the highest, highest uh, you know, uh, not, probably not the highest uh, uh, priority for Tuscan mobile phone sure. companies.
0: Well, and, and, and you know, well, that makes perfect sense. But also at the same time, too, then you've got the race directors. Um, you know, quite rightly for, for the safety and well-being of the riders asking the team cars and, and um, convoy to, to sit a little further back on those sections as well so that there's less dust in the air and, you know, better visibility yeah, yeah. and all that sort of stuff too. So, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's harder sometimes to even, you know, know what's going on from the car.
1: yeah yeah Yeah. and 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 having been in the team car you're not it's not like it's a continual stream of information Mm. you can go for ages without having anything you know and and that's so it's it's kind of and and that's not necessarily because there's no action either it's just like you say you know by the time they may have worked out what's going on from the you know from 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 race radio something else has happened you know and and it's a very changing thing so um but but, 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 but. Because <laughs> this is uh, Italy, we've got a twelve-minute video of the ra- of the race, and we've got a ton of people's blogs because riders were super excited to be racing this.
0: It's kind of super weird that you know it's 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 almost like Italians actually give a shit about their women's races. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know it's just it's just like they have a different attitude, you know. I
1: am so you know what I loved. Um, so Jessie Braveman, she is the editor and writer for Cycling Tips Ellis the cycling tips women's uh, women's yep. uh side of the side of the site and she had a really fun tweet a series of tweets about she said um yeah i was talking to the rcs directors and they said yeah they they, they picked they deliberately picked strada bianchi as the first race to, that they were going to put on a women's race on because it's such a you know, beautiful iconic charming race mm. and then she had a tweet with it yeah this this isn't a commess, this is a real race with real racing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not at all a dig at the ASO and their tour de France.
0: Certainly, certainly not. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: perish, perish the thought.
1: Yen <laughs> said about this oh, finally, a pissing court contest that benefits us cycling fans. And it's true, I think I, I, I would love. I, I did like. I do like. You know. Now that,
0: now that I, French national pride is at stake, we can finally. We can hopefully outcome. get
1: a women's rubai. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's the interesting thing too, isn't it? Because you know, people oh, rubai is too tough. But actually, when you look at um, Bianchi, I'd say Strade Bianchi was tougher than rubai. I mean, those cobbles are brutal, but they're not going uphill. <laughs>
0: also, anyone anyone who says too toughs a fucking idiot anyway, so, you know. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. There's, there's yeah. no such
0: thing as too tough. There's there's maybe a different kind of race, but there's no such thing as too tough. No. So, yeah.
1: Anyway, so Rabobank attacked in the first 4 kilometers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so unlike them. It just I mean, they, they love to they love to not play their cards and sit back and keep all their matches for the inevitable bunch sprint. That's <laughs> That's how they ride.
1: I think they attacked twice in the first six k. I love <laughs> them so much.
0: <laughs> well, to be honest with you, I my favourite story from the start. I, I'm less I'm less concerned by how many times Rabo attacked because <laughs> to me the best story of the start is Chloe Hosking's basically how I nearly missed the first ever <laughs> women's Strata BAK because <laughs> it started early. Which, oh my god! Like, can anyone tell me the last time an Italian organised anything started early? Oh, oh no, (laughs) done. Come on, this is a a nation where uh, everyone I know who's ever lived in Italy is like, yeah, going to the post office to pay a bill can be like a four-hour job. (laughs) So, I I love Italy, but honestly... (laughs) (laughs) They started a race early. Like, no one was expecting
1: it. No one. And, Chloe, I think it's to do with, because I was like, what? What started early? I wonder if they started it because they're taking the official start time as this neutral zone. as the end of the neutral zone. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, so Chloe, Chloe nearly risked, missed the race. Oh, Chloe! And 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 it's like I love. She's got this fantastic. Always got a fantastic blog. You always have to read Chloe's blog, so they're great. It's chloehosking.wordpress.com, and she, um, she's she. But she was tweeting about how, how she's she celebrated finishing her degree, finally finishing her degree in communications, which she's been working on d- d- at a distance for years. And she celebrated it by writing Strade Bianchi, yeah, which is hilarious because it's not a race for a sprinter, you <laughs> not, know. This isn't <laughs> not,
0: not even a little bit, I mean, you know, it, it's hilly, Tuscan, fucking dirt roads, like nightmare.
1: Yeah. So, so, someone like Chloe, her job is to basically push it hard on the front and get uh get elisa and audrey and riders like that to the place where they're never going to miss the break and chase you know and chase she's just there to suffer 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 and yeah and and this is and anyway she, so she says at the end of the end of the end of her blog um, people might think i'm disappointed with my race but that couldn't be further from the truth i may have made a big deal about the race but it wasn't because i thought i could win it was because of what a huge step forward i think this event is for women's cycling. It might sound corny, but I feel so honoured that in my career I've seen events like La Course and now Strade Bianchi be added to the women's calendar. The growth in women's cycling may be slow, but it's happening, and I feel lucky to be part of it. Now let's see if I can tempt fate again. I'm dreaming of a woman's (laughs) (laughs) Paris-Roubaix.
0: Well, you know, because Chloe's never been one to tempt fate. (laughs) 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 Or make her her innermost thoughts known publicly.
1: (laughs) No, no, we've
0: never yeah. seen that from family. Our- no, it- <laughs> that vlog so- is fantastic. I mean, it's got some choice quotes in it. My my two favourites are when she talks about how um, she was excited when she got told that she was um, going to be in the squad for the race, and she she said if Julie Roberts had been in the room, she might have challenged her for the number of teeth showing. <laughs> oh my god (laughs) and and then my my other favorite quote and you know this is this is just me but she talks about the the second gravel segment and that being the you know a super steep climb and really important in the race and just the line as we approached the segment it was clear shit was about to go down
1: (laughs) yeah i mean this is it's the same thing as the rubai is rubai isn't it where the the, the the you've got races within the race haven't you mm, like absolutely. And, and and those places to race for are to get to the, co- to, get to, the to, to the difficult sections first and we have this in qatar when it's the corners and we have it in you know in the cobble in the cobbly races like drenta where it's uh you want to be in front yeah. and you want to be in front because of the crasher, you know because you don't want to get caught by crashers you don't want to get caught behind people who've got problems you want to be right up and you don't want to get dropped because where are we going to drop people we're going to drop them on the long cobbled on the long dusty section <laughs> and um that's what happened. They were racing pretty much together. I mean, when we say together, we always mean lots of people dropped off the back. But to all intents and purposes, they're racing, to, they're racing together. And they ended up, um, um, Ashmoreman Ash, Ash Norman Passio of Bigler attacked on the first gravel section, which basically caused a 14-rider group to get away. Yeah? Wow. Now, when people were asking me who I thought would win this race, I was like, Emma Johansson. And poor, poor Emma had one of those terrible moments where she punctured in that in in this key where well, she punctured. I think in a, in the previous gravel section in the previous gravel section, and when she punctured, one of the race reports basically said um, the Lotto Sudal race report with Elena Cecchini said, "Yeah, um, the, the 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 problem was was that because Emma punctured." Everyone else just went really fast. And this group, this group of 14, were just motoring because they didn't want Emma to catch them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Poor Emma. Because I mean, it, it, it's, 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 you know, it's that really unfortunate people. thing, isn't it? When you're when you're known as the strong rider that everyone has to compete with and, and beat, you're just, you, you're never going to get, uh, yeah. It's, yeah, no, one's yeah.
1: And, and the trouble is with a race like this, it's the same thing as Rubai, which we see every year. That if you puncture, because the cars have been, A, you're on very narrow roads anyway. B, you've got, like, I think Valle Scandalari gave her her wheel, but, you know, there wasn't that much they could do, could do about that. And their team car is really, really, really far back because they've got to wait for the riders. You've got to wait for all the riders to get ahead. And then you've got to wait for the cars being pushed backwards. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. so poor Emma was, out, I mean, you know, out of the race. And, she had a tweet along the lines of, um, "Yeah, gutted to, gutted, gutted to, uh, you know, gutted to have been to be punctured out. Wish I'd spent that strength I spend trying to get back at the front of the race. I'm already looking forward to racing and racing for the win next year." <laughs> so there they are, they're racing, and in this group of sixteen, it had something like three bowls because it had Ash Mormon who pushed for the break and that attack when you see it from the video is awesome oh my god Ashley I'm so happy for her so it had Ash Anna Meek, and Shelley Olds from mm-hmm. um, from Bowles Dolmans it had Megan Gwarnier Lizzie Armistead Christine measures from uh from oh Ash from Bigler from Bowles. It had uh Anna van der Bregen and I can't remember which other Rabobank, but there was another Rabo bank from from you know from 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 Rabo. obviously. Um I think there was maybe a Velocio Sram. There's Anna Solovey. that's interesting, isn't it? And I think, you know, I think
0: the less said about that the better <laughs>
1: Well, you know, obviously she's raced so much that it must be her exceptional racing. No, no, it's true,
0: and obviously she knows how to read a peloton and um and study the road detail. Yeah, fucking, it doesn't work, does it? Like, let's just not talk about it.
1: Yeah. So they had um oh, Kasia Neodoma. Neodoma was the other bank, and Kasia is such a good climber, so so good. Alina Amielusic from uh from. Mum, what are they called? They're called Velocio Stram, uh, Elena Ciccini from Lotto, um, and I think you know, and and riders like that, riders yeah. like that, and oh, oh and Elisa Longo Borghini. How could I forget Elisa Longo Borghini? Oh, I'm so happy that Ciccini and though um, no, Ciccini wasn't in the front, but you know that, that Ciccini did well. Um, she ends up tenth, and that Elisa was there. It it must be even more special to be an Italian in a race like this. So, oh, happiness, happiness, happiness. And you are watching it on Twitter and they talk about 14 riders and then they talk mm. about it being 10 riders and then they talk it down to five. And those five, on, uh, basically every time they go over a gravel section, they, uh, they, they kind of, they kind of just, just kill it some more. And yeah, so yeah. On, the, on the next gravel section, it was five with Longo Borghini, Guarnier, Armistead, uh, Mormon Pasio and Van der Breggen. Which
0: yeah, yeah like you, yeah, yeah, too... you get you get that list and you're just like, oh shit,
1: yeah, yeah, okay. You... And then um, from the Wiggle report, they basically said, yeah, the two Bowls Dolmans riders combined attacks on the next section. I bet they did because they're just this <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Like you, you've got to imagine that being said in like the most neutral tone possible because that is literally the world's most fucking obvious thing. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yes, yes, they did
1: <laughs> <laughs> well Ash Norman Ash Norman has some quotes on the Bigler um, race report where she's talking about um they're talking about they're in the they're in the gravel sections and she's in that group of fourteen. she mm. says it was strange because there wasn't the cooperation we would have liked from the group. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, honestly, um, this is the, it's the best thing about in post-race interviews and, and recaps and stuff, isn't it? Like just the just the quotes, just it's I yeah. oh, love it, love it.
1: I love and I really, really love the fact that the women are so great at it. And she's like, um, she's basically, I think, uh, obviously, we no one wanted to drive the brake, so we just started attacking.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I I do love that. Basically, you can some women's racing up in general as if in doubt, attack. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so there's so you're in this you're in this gravel section. There's Lizzie. Oh my God, Lizzie Armitstead is so amazing, and I think and and so strong and so clever. And last year she won the World Cup by being strong, clever, and amazing. Mm. So Lizzie attacked and basically uh, 20k to go. Guarnier escaped and went
0: and And oh my god on the video that is it's one of those like um you know it's not like a it's not like a stand up sprint by everyone sort of attack it's a it's a rev up the diesel engine grind away kind of attack and on the on the race video um the camera the motorbike that the camera's on goes to catch up to her and as it passes her you can hear her I can only describe it as rasping breath. Like if you heard uh a person not in the middle of that attack making that sound, you would immediately call an ambulance and rush yeah. them to an emergency room.
1: But it's interesting because also um with Megan, she was she's a very, 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 very good climber. Mm. And she was doing really well in last year's Euro year, Rossa, but she was kind of suffering, as a lot of people were, from allergies that kind of brought on asthma. Yeah. And so it's kind of like There's something about hearing her gasping for breath in the context of knowing that last year's Giro didn't go, she couldn't, you know, didn't go as well as she wanted to because she couldn't breathe, Mm. you know? Mm. And it's, it's like, it's just, yeah. So it's.
0: Yeah. Well, And and it was just huge effort. And I remember, um, you know, from that point on, on Twitter, because that's the thing, you've got this group of five, like power group, and then Megan rides away and, you know, that, uh, this is where all of the unknowns come out to play. Like, it's the first time the women have had this race, so we don't have history to sort of go, well, this is usually how it plays out or anything like that. We have still a, a very strong group of four who theoretically maybe could pull that back. You know... Uh, can Megan actually? Does she have the strength, or did all her effort go in that attack, and and she's just going to yeah. be reeled back in? And so you know, while the race is actually happening, you know, it's it's real easy on the video, but but in real time, we're we're waiting for tweet after tweet, and sometimes you're waiting like five, six minutes because, as you say, dead spots for phones and you know, passage of information and, and whatever. And it was like, I have no nails. I I yeah, have I'm- I have raw, stumpy fingers. With bits of bone sticking out of the end, because I'm just like, holy shit!
1: Well, I want to shout out to about Megan's husband Billy, um, uh, Billy Crane, um, who was who wasn't there. Um, he was, he, I think he's he was remodeling their house in France and and watching, following on the on Twitter. And I can't even imagine what it must be like. You know, it's hard enough for us as fans, but imagine being the people. You know, it's it's the people you love. It's your family. It's your friend. It's your partner. You know, what that's like for them at home. Because you're just you know, it's bad enough when you hear blah 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 crash. Oh my god, is is, is my mm. personal right. But yeah. but then when you're like, Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's interesting, isn't it? It's it must be so poor, poor Billy. I I've got so much I think he probably lost like about about ten years of his life. Because you're <laughs> sitting there and it's like, she's got seventeen seconds, she's got thirty seconds, She's got forty two seconds, forty two seconds and seven kilometers to go. Can she make it? Yeah, yeah. And that's and the thing is, is that the end was is the end of that race is oh my god! I mean, it's so beautiful. It's so Italian. It's we see finishes like that in the Giro, and they're just to die for. And it's mm. so good to see the women riding this this race that we've seen before. But that last um, that last section is something like sixteen percent in the final cut. Yeah, up yeah. to sixteen percent, and it's and she gets you know you know that they're chasing behind her. Now, of course, in the group behind her. Those, all of those, I would have been. I, you know, all of those riders are incredible. Elisa Longo Borghini just, you know, she won the um, Trofeo Binder World Cup because she's so good at climbing. Lizzie Armistead showed us what she can do. She was second in Flesch Wallon by a tiny, tiny amount last year. Yeah. Um, Ashley Mormon Pasio is one of the best climbers in best climbers out there. So you've got, um, you know, you've got Ash, Elisa. Um, Anna van der Breggen who in the Giro there was one of the climbing stages the mountain stage of the Giro where she was only just caught in the final two kilometers by um, by Emma Pooley and uh, Mara Abbott you know she's really strong so you're like and they're all very clever but obviously when you're riding in four and one of you's said a she's not going to be um working in the brake because <laughs> you know that would be insane and b you know that she's very strong so we've mm. talked about this before mind games hurrah hurrah um and and there's, and you know, and but then looking at these, and here are some non polemica race reports. So, Elisa Longo Borgini explained uh, in the end, Garnier, Guarnier went away. They were playing with the numbers. There were too many for me. I couldn't follow them, but I'm satisfied. I'm really happy. Which, oh, Elise is just the nicest person. Yeah. And um, yeah. Ash, Ash says me- Megan, Megan went at the perfect time on one of the final uphill sections. Unfortunately, I wasn't well positioned and couldn't get out. So, we're kicking ourselves that we didn't manage to go with her at the end of the day. Um, we expected a little more from Rabbo, but they didn't change. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, uh, I mean, that's that's just code for Rabo didn't feel like towing Lizzie.
1: <laughs> no, 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 but also, but also, I think the other thing is, there's a difference between wouldn't and couldn't, isn't there? Like, well, yeah, like, when true, you... and
0: that is always the unknown bit, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah. Mm.
1: So... Megan's out there. She's by herself. She's she's racing hard on the back behind her. You've got some really strong climbers, but you've also got her teammate Lizzie Armstead, and they're racing and they're racing and they're racing. And that final climb, I I don't really know how to describe her racing because it's not the kind of when she hits that final climb. It's not the elegant dancing on the pedals that you know Liggett and Sherwin are so happy you know happy to describe. No, no. It's really it's like she's knackered she's struggling she's pushing herself on by force of will you know what I mean it's it's, it's all about mental strength and power and
0: exactly and just tolerating pain and just and just grinding it out and getting it done it's not I mean that's the thing about endurance sports though isn't it that they you know they take you to places that that you know normal people really don't go um and and yeah so you, you can see all of that so, and it's yeah. so,
1: I mean, that, that last, that last climb, it's, it's, it's not the elegant, it's not the elegant, it's not the kind of, you know, Emma Pooley when she rides, you know, with her straight, look, I'm riding, I'm riding, I'm riding on my, um, on my bike with a basket and my handlebar <laughs> and sitting up very straight while I'm riding to church on a Sunday. It's not that, you know, and it's not the kind of, um, uh, I don't know. Uh, Maradovos grabbing her, pulling her bike from side to side, and just mm. I'm going to get up this hill, or you know, the elegance of someone like Fran Provo. But it's beautiful to watch, and and as it slows down, as she realizes what she's done, and she crosses the line first, and just ah, oh, lovely, gorgeous, yeah. gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous moment, and. Yeah. I'm really happy for her. Like I'm just, and again, it's another winner, you know, like we've had, and Bowles is, I want to say fourth win, no fifth win of the season because, well, how do you count it? Because Qatar, mm. Ellen won a stage. I think Lizzie won two stages. Lizzie yep. won the race overall and Ellen was third, you know, so yeah, Ellen yeah. and Lizzie. Then we have Chantal at Le Sun Inn. Yeah. Now we've got Megan at, uh, at, at Strade Bianche and yeah, I can't I take it all back. All the things I said about oh my god bowls have got too many
0: riders. We're not going to see riders like how can they possibly manage this roster of riders and and stuff. And riders
1: like Garnier and Black aren't gonna get a chance.
0: Turns out turns out they thought of it. (laughs) And and (laughs) so far (laughs) their plan seems to be working out okay.
1: (laughs) But it's new you know, it's different riders every time, isn't it? It's like it's it's really it's and it's it's racing in in kind of very different ways and and it's lovely. Ellen Ellen Van Dyke. So one of the things that the balls effect is there is that they had Evie Stevens, Ellen Van Dyke and Chantal Black not at Strade Bianchi because they're all racing omelette Van hargeland today, tilt winge. Hmm. Tilt Tilt Winger, sorry, winge, can't say that word. Um and yeah, and it's like you're like, Well, Shit, man! Like Evie Stevens and Ellen Van Dyke, not on your Stride squad. Yeah. What bloody hell! But Ellen had this lovely, lovely, lovely tweet about um, how how happy she was for Megan because Megan always gives works her heart out for other people, and you know, nice to see her get her, her her turn. And and she just looked so happy. She looked like she couldn't believe it afterwards. And oh, I'm really, really pleased for her you
0: know yeah. yeah
1: it is it's always nice to see someone who's domestic their heart out all through the races you know she's been in the breaks when when um, when ellen won Fleshful, um, flanders she's been in breaks when lizzie won races you know it's it's just good it's just nice to see her you know and she was in the break when Chantal won the summit
0: yeah yeah exactly and and <laughs> so, you know, yeah. it, it's just fantastic to to see you know that they're getting their chances but also um, you know T- like, like making the most of them and, um, and obviously very strong. And yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's just going to make this spring even more exciting, I think. Um, and also, yeah. also way more deadly for, for everyone else because who the fuck do you watch now? <laughs> like, well, yeah. like, like are we watching Chantal and Megan or are we looking at the bowls riders who haven't won something yet? I mean, yeah.
1: what's, what's Hell, the deal? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and it's weird it must be very weird for Lizzie. So Lizzie won the sprint for second. It turned out into a two-up sprint between Elisa and um Elisa Ombre and Lizzie Armstead. Mm. Um Mormon, Mormon attacked. Um Lizzie countered and Elisa followed. And yeah, and in the in the end. Oh, I love the fact that Ash is attacking. I love her confidence back. I love everything about that. So Lizzie was second. And and it must be hard because you know, for it, it must be hard when you're such a good rider and you could go for the win and you're racing for your teammate. That's the interesting thing about cycling, you know. And and yeah, it's there was a very funny thing that Lizzie said that she had to work on on, on her Twitter. Um, she said that there was some there was one thing that she had to take away and work on.
0: Well, I'm I'm expecting that I actually didn't see that, but I'm just gonna hazard a guess. That um, because it, it appears that Megan and Lizzie both really, 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 really need to work on their champagne bottle opening skills.
1: That's exactly what it was.
0: Because there's this awesome bit of video where Elisa. Um, and I'm not saying it's because she's Italian or or anything like that, but she gets her bottle open, no worries. And then these other two were just getting showered with champagne while they're desperately trying to like, don't they know they can just shake the bottle and the cork basically flies out on its own? Like, but
1: no, no, I, but Lizzie, Lizzie always struggles with this. She struggled to sit in. Um, she struggled to sit in national championships last year. All, it's all not... I'm
0: saying is though that she's been on enough podiums that she should have learned the technique by now. Like, I'm I just. <laughs> Look, look, let me put it to you this way, Sarah. I have literally never in my life been on a cycling race podium and I know how to open a bottle of champagne really fucking quick. <laughs>
1: I have never opened a champagne bottle of champagne in my life because when I start looking at it, people just take off me. Oh my god! <laughs> that.
0: That's that's actually very fair. I would I would run across the room, knocking small children over to stop you opening a bottle of champagne.
1: I don't know whether people are more worried that I'm going to look at it and like have a cork cork fire and blind myself, or whether they're they're more worried that I'm going to like I don't know. Um, or waste the champagne by having it run all over the floor. Or, well, I, know, it's, it's I, I find it
0: support. I find it cute that you think it's one or the other, and not both. Because, <laughs> I can see you like in that classic, classic sort of British comedic, you know, tradition. You know, blinding someone with a flying cork while spilling champagne all over the floor. <gasps> and then, and then having you know Manuel come rushing down the stairs as as you know, Basil Faulty is calling for assistance, and um, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So. The results, first, Megan Guarnier, second, is the both bowls, third, Elisa Longo-Borghini-Wiggle, fourth, Ash moorman Passio for, for Bigler, fifth and sixth, two Rabos, Anna van der Breggen and Kasia Neodoma, seventh, Alina Amielusik from uh, Velocio-Sram, eighth, Anna Solovey from Astana, ninth, Annemiek van Vlerten from Bigler, another Bigler, and tenth, Elena Cecini for Lotto Um Lotto Sudal sorry, and yeah, and Emi Hansen ended up twelfth, which is amazing. Um, interesting things to take away and basically Solovay and Van Vlerten are like a minute and something back and then Cecini brings in the next lot at four minutes oh one now I always thought Cecini was a sprinter no she's a classics rider I'm really excited about her because she's still quite young um I think let's have a look when were you born Elena Cecini she was born in 1992 May 1992 so she's so she's you know under 23 and yeah um, I just, I'm excited. I'm excited by her. I thought she was a weird fit for Lotto Sudell, but no, she's an Italian classics writer.
0: <laughs> Which, you know, it, like the Spanish Inquisition, nobody saw it coming, but there it is, so... Uh...
1: Well, it's interesting because they always used to have Noemi Cantale, who is just like when I first started women's cycling, you know, Noemi Cantale was the attacky Italian classics rider. And then, of course, you have Elisa and now you have Elena. And it's just it's nice. It's good. It's 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 good because, you know, you think of Italians as sprinters who don't like the rain and the weather and the cobbles and the cold and stuff and the crosswinds. And here they are, you know. Mm. Yay. Mm. Yay. That's good.
0: Yeah, well, and absolutely. Uh, The other thing that I'm finding interesting, you know, we've talked about like Bowles obviously being a, a major story for the classics so far. And, um, you know, we, we've previously discussed different teams, but there are a couple of teams that, you know, like Bigler's doing well. I'm actually super impressed with how Wiggle are doing in the classics, because for the first couple of years, they were very much more, uh, a sprinty stage racy kind of team.
1: Yeah. 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 Last year, I think, I think it was basically just Georgia winning races
0: pretty much, um, you
1: know, which pretty, I mean, to be much.
0: fair, and Georgia's brilliant. Years. I mean, she's, she's, Top sprinter and, and wins races, that's what she does. So of course that's what you target. But it's interesting as they've they've rounded out their roster, they're right up there. So
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well they bought that. I mean they when they when you get when you take on your Elisa Longo borghini and your um uh, they've got Elisa and Audrey Cordon who work together as a pair really, really well, or um, Audrey Cordon Rago as she is now, finished fourteenth. When you have riders like that and you have riders like Yolin Dora, who I don't know if Jolien was in the race, but uh, no, sorry, they don't have Jolien Dora. Yes, they do. Um, the, you know, you, you kind of like, you, you. that's a really, really strong squad. You know, mm. that's really, really good and fantastic. And again, they're really large teams. Jolien wasn't there because I think Jolien will be going for the Lotto Cycling Cup. Now, if people don't know the Lotto Cycling Cup, we said it's a series of seven races. It's, um, it's only Belgians can win the Lotto Cycling Cup. <laughs> I don't know if they've changed the rules, but that was definitely the rule for the past couple of years. Um, but yeah, well, I, I don't it's... see
0: why they would change it. I mean, if they, you know, changing that rule just opens them up to the risk of someone who's not Belgian winning, so mm-hmm. you
1: know,
0: mm-hmm. kind of defeats the purpose of the entire competition.
1: And, and hell, if you're going to run a series of races and they're really nice, tough races that happen across the year, we usually get some video of them after, you know, after afterwards. There, you know, if you're going to put on a load of races, I'm I'm kind of quite down with. You know the French deciding their French series cause races can only be won by a French person, and you know what I mean. And mm-hmm. yeah, I'm 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 down with that because why not? It's 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 just they're putting on the races. You want the different races, you put them on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not like we're seeing a series of British or Australian 1.2 ranked UCI races. Uh, um, you know, um, you know um, what I mean.
0: Yet, yet, remember we're only one. <sighs> we're only one mythical. Um, you know, rather substantial. Uh, lottery went away from from my first ever yeah. Burke Epic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Which uh, if if I do that, I think I'll make the official name of the race fucking Claymate eh?
1: <laughs> if I win the lottery, I'm going to pay sweet spot to run my series of one point UCI one point one races, but I'm going to have them in Wales and Scotland and. Oh my you're god! Gonna Bristol,
0: them, of you're you're going to make them downhill the mountain the bike streets. races, aren't you? It's going to be—it's oh, going to be Fort I... William.
1: No, no, no! Because we already have Fort William.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you, you <laughs> don't. You, you would want that on road bikes. I can just tell.
1: No, no, no! I would have a series. I'd—I'd I'd have one in Wales, um, in somewhere beautiful. And maybe I'd have it. Maybe would I have it? I think I might have it not climby, but rolling around Pembrokeshire or somewhere completely spectacular and gorgeous and beautiful. But anywhere in Wales, you know. I mean, there are parts of Wales that you don't. I wouldn't have it in Merthyr Tidville Let's say that. But um, there are. But I'd have. I'd have a Wales race. I'd have one in Scotland. Um, oh, Edinburgh is so gorgeous. Maybe I'd have it starting and finishing in Edinburgh. I'd have one in the Lake District. I used to live in the Lake District. It's beautiful. I'd have one, Actually, and that would be my client. A
0: Scottish stage race that stopped at a distillery every <laughs> day would be okay
1: <laughs> there's a distillery in wales i'll let, i'll maybe i'll take my race around there um yeah of course i would have my welsh race stop it going past um Ge- and nikki's um cycling b&b that they're going to build when they come back from their around the world trip i would have it um near the farm
0: <laughs> nice
1: <laughs> and yeah and then i'd have one in bristol and it would be lovely and i'd have a london one because why the fuck not you know like we need a london race so today tilt winger um obviously it hasn't started yet we'll put links to that in our next um in this in a in this podcast post um, and the reason i'm going to do that is because we probably won't have time to talk about it because this week is drenta mm. um drenta it's 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 if you don't know there's basically it's the start of the world cup season the world cup is a series of eight races that this year's got even more international there's one in america i'm yes. so excited um and there's and they're always like they're they're quite interesting races i'm We've talked before about how sad we are that Drenta have changed their route. Um it's got the man-made hill, the Vamberg. <laughs> Just gives me shivers, which every couple of years gets a bit bigger because it's a man-made hill made out of, of, of municipal rubbish dump landfill. Um normally they finished and it's got big lumpy, big, lumpy cobbles and it's gorgeous. But this year they've changed the course. Um, I don't quite understand why. They've changed it to make it more friendly to spectators by finishing with Laps of the Town. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I i don't understand, partly because this race is always been streamed on Dutch Channel L1. Like, Dutch local TV stations, they are the best. They stream women's racing on a free, unrestricted stream. Now, this year, it's going to go on national broadcaster NOS. Um, NOS, I don't know whether it's also going to be streamed on the UCI's YouTube. I have been asking. I don't know. Mm. I'll try, we'll try and find out.
0: Honestly, that is a hard one to tell because, you know, Last year, um, you know, as we've talked about before, second half of the season, the World Cups were, um, and I would sincerely hope that that continues. But we have no confirmation yet. So
1: yes, and that should come out this week. And as of course, I will put. Links onto our website prowomencycling.com because I really, really want this I really want to see this race. It's, it's gorgeous. Um so I'm sad it's not a climbing race anymore, but the end the, the, the town's circuit is usually quite technical. Um so if they can get over the hill and the cobbles, then your sprinters are really good for this. But also your riders like Chantal Black and Lucinda Brand, who are just you know who who very, very clever. You know, Lucinda Brand, mm. one of the best cornerers out in the in the Peloton. And, and
0: who have both very clearly demonstrated that they're not quite on form yet so <laughs>
1: <He's> so mean <laughs> um yes so they're gonna they're gonna be so yes, yeah, so the, the three races we start um we we we, we start out there with um the with the Molakatta and Drenthe act which is called Drenthe 8 8 it's a loop with that inner a figure of 8 then we have the Bowls rental world cup rond van drenthe and then on the sunday we have the novelon euro cup so there's you know you get different kinds of races the thing i love best about the novelon euro cup is it's one of the sponsors is a floor maker a floor maker company and so if you win that race you get an entire luxury laminate floor of the quality kind Mm. Um, yeah, which is fantastic. I love it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you've got to love a prize that's, you know, it's practical, but also kind of quick at the same time. It's like, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I mean they're not as climbing as they were before. Back in the day, the um, the and Euro Cup used to be like, oh hey, yeah, we've got this climb. Let's just go over it seventeen times. Yeah, why not? Um, it's not. It's it's kind of a little bit lumpy, cobbly, and flat. Um, yeah, sorry, but you know it's it's still it's still they're all really great races. They always tend to come out with lots of video clips and lots of fun stuff. It's the first. I mean, we've had a couple of. We've had a couple of these, um, a couple of, of classics, obviously stride Bianchi, historical, wonderful, beautiful. And, yeah, and and it's, yeah, it's, it's. but the World Cup is where we really, really start. You know, this is where we're really going for it, yeah? yeah. And just a quick reminder for people who are, you know, for paying attention, we've got the um, three races the three drenta races start on the 12th 14th and 15th and then on the 29th we've got the trofeo alfredo binder which is the next round two of the world cup and we'll talk more about that later i'm excited already also on 29th hent with elgem so if you're not a climber and you're at binder you're a sprinter and you're at hent with elgem and
0: yep. then on the
1: 5th of april we've got the Ronde van Vlanderen.
0: So, you know, what we're trying to say is uh, this is a very exciting time to be alive and uh, the perfect time to be a women's cycling fan. It is. It really so- is. Um,
1: go to our website, prowomenscycling.com, where you can see all sorts of things we didn't talk about this week, including videos, videos of riders' bikes, um, more stuff, more stuff what we like this week. <laughs> and, yeah. And and, and well, I'm going to be putting – we've got a couple of videos from the from, from Strada Bianchi already. And as I go through and find more things, I'm going to be putting them up there because that's what I do. That's what you guys pay me to do. Thank you very much to all my Patreon supporters who pay me to do this. I appreciate you very much and love you a lot.
0: Absolutely. Um, yes. And if you would like to uh, contribute to Sarah's Patreon – um, then do go to patreon.com slash women's cycling um, and, and help her to continue because the work that she does is great and varied and very much appreciated. I know, I'm blushing. Ah, oh, well, there you go. <laughs> it's yeah. good. I finally, see, you can make me speechless by inviting people to submit to you, of all things, um, their, their applications to date me, but <laughs> I will always trump you. <laughs> <laughs> by shamelessly inviting people to contribute to your work.
1: Give me money.
0: <laughs> so oh, so cool. which one of us is the pimp? I, I don't know.
1: Oh, God. Oh, God, this is what happens when... This is what your parents warn you about when you meet people over the internet. <laughs> Are you sure you know what they're like, Sarah? <laughs> my mum my mum did, when I went, the, the wonderful Jens um, put me up for the Copenhagen World Championships a couple of years ago, and my mum was like, how do you know this man? You met him over the internet, and you're going to stay with him in Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, yeah, he's fine. To be, to
0: be fair to her, she had just read The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo books, so... <laughs> She she thought every Swede was a serial killer. That's just, just how it is. On that cheerful slanderous note Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll talk to you again next week. Oh God.